And welcome back to the Cube Command Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Savoya, and this episode is the third and final part of my little E3 recap. Now, I already talked about all the other conferences, Sony, Microsoft, Ubisoft, uh, EA, all that stuff. So what I have left is Nintendo. And oh boy, what a direct. All right, I'm just going to start off with the elephant in the room. We got Metro Prime 4. Like, when I saw it, I was like, wait a minute. What is this? And so the four, and then Metroid, and I was like, oh, okay, it's Metroid Prime Four. Now I'm I'm not a hardcore Metroid fan by any means. The only game that I have played is the original one on the NES. <laughs> okay, that's kind of sad, but um, I do know that Metroid is one of the most beloved franchise in Nintendo, and it hasn't. We haven't got a Metroid game since Other M, and I guess if you want to count it, Metroid Prime Federation Force. I know a lot of people don't count that, and I understand why Samus isn't even in it, but um, but yeah, Metroid Prime 4 is here. Like, like I said, I'm not the biggest Metroid fan, but I am excited for those who are, because I know that feeling of like, you're, you thought the franchise was dead, but now it's coming back, and so much nostalgia, and so much of these games you, you love, and they're finally bringing it back. I understand that, and I'm happy for those that, uh, that are really excited for it. But re- what really struck me about the reveal was that Nintendo is finally bringing back their old franchise and then they're finally listening to the fans and bringing back the games that work that's what really hit me you know we didn't get a we actually yeah we didn't get a metroid game on the wii u you know especially with star fox zero too we think franchise everyone thought was dead too they brought it back and it kind of felt like you know a remake of 64 but now they're bringing back Metroid Prime, which was one—it's one of their most popular uh, series. Everyone loves the, the Prime games. They—they they figure, you know, what we're—we got to make this console sell. We got to bring people what they want. Let's bring Metroid Prime Four. Maybe, maybe we'll, they'll bring back other games that people want. Maybe we'll get uh, F Zero on Switch. Maybe we'll get a uh, Animal Crossing on Switch. I really hope that happens. By the way, maybe we'll get a big Kid Icarus game on um, on Nintendo Switch. You never know. That's one of the things that really hit me when I saw Metroid Prime 4 on the screen. You know, there, there was no trailer for it, it was just a teaser. But we all we know is that it's in development for the Nintendo Switch. So, it's going to be a big game. And alongside that, they also revealed that they are making Metroid Samus Returns. Now, this is a remake of the 1991 Game Boy game, Metroid 2 Return of Samus. It's for the Nintendo 3DS, and that was one of the big games they showed off um, in the Treehouse afterwards, after their conference or presentation. Now, like I said, I'm not the biggest Metroid fan, but it did strike me as surprising that two Metroid games in one uh, in one conference that was that's big, and it shows that they really are they really do care about their old franchise and they want to bring them back. I think that's really cool. Okay, and then um, another thing they showed off uh, right after Metroid was a new Yoshi game. I guess it's cardboard. <laughs> I actually don't. I don't remember the name. Um, I'm sure, like everyone, I was kind of like, "Wait, they made a new Metroid game?" That's all I was thinking about after that. But um, yeah, they're making a new Yoshi for the Nintendo Switch. Um, it's not another yarn game. They're, they're done with that aesthetic for a while. I don't know. I don't remember if there was a trailer for Pokémon Pokémon Deluxe for the Switch. I know they showed that beforehand. I guess. I guess they just didn't have time to focus on it because they had all these other big reveals, so they kind of showed it beforehand. But um, I think Pokémon Deluxe is pretty cool. 
It shows that they really want more games on the Switch, big games, and they didn't want the games that were on on the Wii U, and since the Wii U kind of flopped, they didn't want those games, the big games, to put a lot of focus into to go to waste. And uh, I think it's good that they're they're putting a lot of attention to uh, bringing those old games back, because the Wii U had some great games, but it wasn't that great of a console, and it didn't sell well at all. And I think it would be a shame for those games to be forgotten, as, as forgotten as the Wii U was. I think it's great they're calling more attention to those great games, and Pokémon Tournament for the Wii U was one of those amazing games. I have a lot of fun with it, and I think it's a really gorgeous game with really addicting gameplay. And plus, a Pokemon fighting game? You can't pass that up. Um, Pokemon Deluxe looks really cool that, you know, they're adding more characters. The characters that were the arcade versions in Japan. And I don't I actually don't remember if they added it to the uh, arcades in the U.S. Um, any of the arcades I've seen here, I haven't seen Pokemon. That's, uh, that's odd. But now those uh, added characters on the, on the arcade versions are coming to the Switch. And they come to the console versions, which I think is cool. You got Darkrai, Krogonk. Um, and Polion. Uh, they're also adding some, someone that was not in the arcade versions, and that was the Sidui from Pokemon Sun and Moon. I think he looks really cool. He's got his little bow thing going on, <laughs> and uh, he's got his grass attacks. We always knew our grass Pokemon in there. But yeah, I'm really excited for that too. And, uh, and does this mean in the future that we will get more deluxe editions? I hope so. I, I was one of those people that was really crossing his fingers for a Smash Deluxe, and we didn't get that. Uh, Smash for Wii U was, I'm pretty sure it was one of the uh, highest selling games on the console alongside uh, Mario Kart 8. And you know, they already re-released Mario Kart 8, so I'm pretty sure it's just a matter of time before we get Smash on Switch. And hopefully with more features like a single player experience or or, uh, um, more characters. And hopefully they'll merge the uh, 3DS versions and the Wii U versions so we get both stages and we get Smash Run on on the Switch. I really like Smash Run on the 3DS. Uh, it was kind of a shame there wasn't something on like that on the Wii U version. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see for what lies in Smash's future and, and all the other Wii U games' futures, and if they will have a future on the Switch. Now, another thing they showed was Fire Emblem Warriors. Um, they they showed this on a... They announced it on a, on a Direct from... The, the Nintendo Switch Direct, actually, from last year. They put a little hint of Fire Emblem Warriors, and we all knew what it was going to be, you know, because we already had Hyrule Warriors, and... We already knew it was going to be one of those Dynasty Warriors kind of games. But now they really showed a lot of extensive gameplay from it. Like, from the Fire Emblem Direct um, a couple months back, I was really disappointed with what they showed from Fire Emblem Warriors um, because they didn't really show anything. They showed Krom kind of slashing his sword a couple times, and they said development from Nintendo Switch. But what they really wanted to show off this time was um, the gameplay and the characters. Um, basically, it's, it's only going to have characters from uh, Shadow Dragon which was a Marth's game, and then um, Fates and Awakening. They, they're not really focusing on their legacy stuff. It's more of, you know, Marth is kind of the poster boy, and then you have the two, the last two games in the franchise, which are really fresh in people's minds. They really want to capitalize on that. I understand that. But for the fans of, like, characters like Roy and Ike and Ellawood, it's, it's kind of disappointing. Maybe they'll include them, because they did say mostly characters from those eras, so maybe they'll include, like, one or two because, I mean, everyone knows Ike and Roy at this point because uh, because of Smash. But uh, I definitely think it's possible that they'll get in. Um, I can't really say much about uh, the gameplay shown from uh, Warriors other than the fact that it's, uh, it's Dynasty Warriors with Fire Emblem characters. They showed off Xander, who's got his horse. And uh, they showed off, um, I believe they showed off Ryoma 
and then corn corn's got a lot of uh dragon moves and they one thing i thought was interesting is that they included both male and female corn i didn't i don't think that's necessary they could have just easily just been a palette swap because they wore one in smash brothers and uh they also had two new characters i they didn't they names just slipped my mind I, I i don't remember but i know that the story is like they have to uh fight this dragon or something maybe it's grima who knows but they're like enlisting help from these characters from other uh, dimensions and times from the past games, kind of like uh, Fire Emblem Heroes on the mobile, which is which is pretty fun. I mean, I think it would be kind of interesting to see a game where all the characters kind of on their own do something and interact instead of having like the only two characters who actually matter in the story. Then you have like these other characters who are just like being used by them. I don't know. It really the gameplay is really what matters for me, since like for these kind of games, this. Uh, the story isn't that big. Obviously, with the Fire Emblem games, like the main series stuff, the f- story is everything. But uh, for this kind of game, where it's just like a Dynasty Warriors Fire Emblem game, the story isn't that much of a concern for me. So anyway, Super Mario Odyssey. They had a lot of stuff on that game. Oh boy. A huge trailer was started out with a, a T-Rex. I legitimately thought it was Monster Hunter at first. Like, I saw the T-Rex and I was like, okay... They're doing their yearly Monster Hunter. I was like, wait a minute, why does he have a Mario cap on? And then it turned to a Mario Odyssey. Um, I was not expecting that, to be honest. I, I know someone that's not like a really flashy T-Rex and just like this generic T-Rex in a bright field. Probably isn't something to expect from Monster Hunter. It's just, I don't know, it's the first thing that popped in my mind. I had no idea what I was looking at until I saw the little Mario cap. Now, the thing about this game is that um, you can possess, or what Nintendo wants to call them, capture anything. But let's be honest, Mario's possessing his enemies. Uh, he's you throw the cap at them, and um, you can kind of uh, Mario goes on them, and they get a little mustache and Mario cap, and then you can control them. Like they showed, you can use you can capture bullet bills and ride them across uh, gaps to get to the other side. And I think this is really cool. People are saying that uh, Nintendo doesn't innovate anything, and that Mario's just the same. But they really are trying. They're trying to keep the core uh, Mario stuff. I think that's what kind of catches people eyes. Is oh, it's Mario's jumping and running. It's the same old stuff. But no, in each game, there's there's something different in each game. Maybe not so much like with the new Super Mario titles, like with U and Wii. Those games didn't offer anything like really new. But the 3D titles, like Sunshine and Galaxy, and uh, and especially with Odyssey, they're trying. To, they're really trying to see what they can invent that won't take away from the core gameplay and i think it looks really fun like it, it showed um he still has his regular 3d mario tricks like the long jump and the triple jump the backflip um and he also has a roll too so he can go down hills faster but the big thing is the cap he can throw his cap now he can uh possess things they showed him in uh new donk city i guess that's what they call it uh you can you can possess a taxi you can drive around as a taxi I, i'm still not sure what the point of that is but i guess we'll find out later um, you can possess, like, poles and stuff, so you can launch yourself upward, and, uh, you can... I think, yeah, they showed him possessing a fire hydrant at some point, if I remember. Um, he was on electric wire, so you can go across the, the wire. Um, I, for me, it kind of seems like that the whole capture, an- or the possessing animation, will, uh, get kind of tedious over time. Like, you throw it every time, and he, like, has a little animation where he jumps into him, just, just to go across an electric wire. Um... I don't know. It's not that big of a gripe, but it's something that I'll definitely grow tired of uh, as if I keep playing the game long enough. But yeah, the gameplay uh, looked great. The 
graphics looked amazing. This is the best looking Mario game we've ever seen. It looks better than 3D World, and that game looked amazing. And also, um, kind of keeping in the Galaxy tradition is that you can have a second player join in, but there's no Luigi. We Actually, I don't know if Luigi's in there. He might be. He has a tendency to hide in these 3D titles. But um, the second player actually controls uh, Cappy, which is his hat with eyes. Yeah, it's called Cappy. So, like in Mario Galaxy, where you had you can control the cursor and you can you know, create collect star bits and stuff. Uh, in um, Odyssey, you're controlling the cap, and uh, you can go around and stun enemies, and um, you can actually collect like the the music notes to solve puzzles, and um, kind of like keep enemies away from Mario, and uh, you can also control the camera, which I think is kind of funny. And they're also invincible, so you know your sibling is not really into gaming; they don't want to die a lot. You just Give them the second controller, have them control Cappy, help you out. You know, you can, they can help without having the risk of uh, dying. And so with that reveal came the reveal of the Amiibos. They had Bowser in his little white tux, and Mario in his, and Peach in the wedding dress, and that stuff. And uh, it's just, it's more Amiibos. Honestly, I, I probably won't be getting them. There's too many Amiibos to keep up with. But for you collectors, is great, because um, this is a pretty unique. It's... Not every day you see Bowser in a white suit and a top hat holding a cane. Now, um, I don't have a Switch, but um, all these games are really making me think of getting one. I mean, I'm a Fire Emblem fan, so um, Warriors really draws me in. I really enjoyed the uh, the Mario games, so Mario Odyssey looks like something that I enjoy. And um, and plus, since it's getting third-party support, that's also something that kind of draws me in. But I don't know. I- I'm not ready to take the plunge just yet. I'm going to see what they have in store. But maybe I'm also waiting for a price drop, too. I can say that this year's E3 definitely made me think of getting one. Like, of all the conferences, this one really sold me on their console, I guess you could say. And also, it was announced that uh, Rocket League is going to be on Switch. So I think that's really great. Something else to boost sales. Because I know Rocket League is a really popular game. I haven't played it myself, personally. I kind of want to try it out. But I know if you put it on Switch, that's uh, that's really good for Nintendo. Because it means they'll sell more uh, units, hopefully. And before we end this, um, this is kind of relevant to Nintendo's, but I also want to touch up on the uh, Sonic Forces trailer that was dropped near the end of E3. Uh, it was basically an enemies trailer, and uh, for those of you who've been watching the gameplay stuff they've been showing on uh, Forces, basically the point of the uh, the city level they've been showing off for Modern Sonic is that he's trying to find Shadow. And then you find out in the uh, uh, Villains trailer that Shadow's actually joined with the Villains, and that includes Chaos and Metal Sonic and Zavik. Which I think is interesting. Like I thought they were trying to sweep Lost World under the rug, since they you know they showed from the developers of Sonic Colors and Sonic Generations. But I guess they're not completely ready to forget about that game. Which I mean, it's, I don't think it's a bad game, it's just not anything great. And they also showed a new um, villain. I guess his name's Infinity or something like that, because they kind of showed an Infinity sign after they revealed him. But he's he looks kind of like Mephless. That's everyone's thinking that he looks like Mephless. But <laughs> everyone's getting flashbacks from 06. But um, I, I think uh, Forces, I think they're really doing something right with that. I know a lot of people don't think that, but I know they are making they have a game for the modern fans and one for the classic fans with Mania, which also looks amazing. But I don't think they should like totally abandon the classic fans. I think they're trying to rope in everyone. They're saying that to the classic fans, you know, you get Sonic, Mania, and Forces, which might probably might not happen if you're only a classic fan. You're probably not even going to take a second look at the modern games. And again, I really think they should be streamlining uh, the modern Sonic games to just be modern Sonic. But 
I think the way they're executing this one isn't bad because they're they're really trying to um, take things that people like and implement them. Because like in Classic Sonic, he has the drop dash. Um, I think that's really cool. That's like a new ability they kind of introduced for Classic Sonic and Mania, and they're carrying it over into Forces. So there's some continuity there. And um, with the custom character, I I don't think it's that that big of a problem actually because he has his own playstyle. Yeah, but it's it's still in the same like realm of modern Sonic. It's not anything that's too game breaking or it's nothing that shakes you up too much. It's just Sonic except without boost and uh, he's got a grapple gun or a flamethrower or whatever you equip your character with. I think that's really cool. It probably does mean less levels for each character, but I think if they make each individual character play well and make each character fun to play on their own, I don't think it'll be that big of a problem. I know there hasn't been a modern Sonic game where it's there's no gimmick thrown in, and that's kind of disappointing. But I think with modern Sonic, like they're really tweaking him up to be the best one yet because they have the new Hedgehog engine too. From what I can tell, he controls a lot tighter than in Generations, so he doesn't control like a car. But um, and they brought back the double jump, which is great. Um, the boost, I actually, at first I saw the boost with the wisps, and I was like, no. Then I kind of thought about it. And I was like, yeah, in Generations, you're kind of boosting almost the entire time i think it really depends on level design if their level design doesn't really call in a lot of boosting and has you play a lot more uh i guess safely and has you do more jumps and more obstacles so it's you don't just have to boost through everything i i can i can get with that because colors uh they executed really well where that where it was a little more tricky so you didn't have to boost everywhere and plus they had the wisps and i love colors and i know a lot of other people loved it too at first, I didn't like the Wisps um, being in Forces, but I think I can get down with that if it's executed uh, correctly. So, that about rounds up my recap for E3 2017. If, you're watch- if you've only seen this one, you haven't seen my first two ones, um, go ahead and check those out. Also check out the episode where I touch on the Super NES Classic Edition. I stayed before I wanted to get that one out before these because I, I felt like it was pretty urgent news. And um, I felt like I could, I had to spend a little more time preparing for my E3 recap. Um, but thank you for sticking by me with this long. Um, more episodes will be on their way. Um, you can listen to me on the free stuff show. You can visit the Cube Command website, cubecommand.com. You can read the blog and also check out my updates for the YouTube channel. Um, go visit the free stuff show. That's thefreestuffshow.com, or you can. Uh, watch our show and read our blog and also check out the official Q command YouTube channel where you can watch our gameplay videos that me my sister Tia and my friend Nick do and also check out my solo YouTube channel called Tom Antio that's T-O-M-A-N-T-I-O where I do gameplay unboxings and other goofy videos so go ahead and check that out go ahead and subscribe to those two so this has been the Q command podcast I hope you enjoyed my three-parter E3 recap my name is Tommy Savoya and I'll see you later